Hi, I'm Susan from Hattiesburg, Mississippi, and I'm a Hope Writer. Welcome to the Hope Writer Podcast. And here's Agent Rochelle Gardner. So there's Susie Author, one little person, and giant publishing company, (laughs) right? Right. We can't do it alone. To get published by a publisher, it takes a team. And one of those team members we need is a literary agent, an agent for literature, right? Not like they're sports agents, probably theater agents, thus a literary agent. Sounds pretty nice and fancy, doesn't it? But do you have to have an agent to be traditionally published? And traditional publishing means, you know, books that are in bookstores that a publisher publishes. So what difference does an agent make? And how do you know if you need one? Well, even if you're a published author, even if you've had an agent, you're going to love this conversation with Rochelle Gardner. It's so good, we had to split it into two episodes. Do you need an agent? That's this episode of the Hope Writer Podcast. Welcome to the Hope Writers Podcast, brought to you by Hope Writers, an online membership community for writers dedicated to helping you write your meaningful words without sacrificing your meaningful life. I'm Emily P. Freeman. I'm one of the co-founders of Hope Writers. Yes, you can write and publish and market your work without becoming a self-promoting cartoon version of yourself. We help you maintain balance, share your work with confidence, develop your craft, and get help with the ins and outs of book publishing. Inside our private Hope Writer Facebook group, members make great writerly friends who understand all those doubts and questions that you have. It's the next best thing to having your own writing mentor. And every Tuesday, members get a live informal conversation with an expert writer, editor, marketer, or agent helping you make progress in your writing life. We call those interviews Tuesday Teaching, and while the entire interview is only for our members, each week we share a few minutes that were super helpful here on the Hope Writers Podcast. And that's coming up. Find out more at HopeWriters.com. Hi, I'm Deborah, and I'm a Hope Writer. Did you know the writing path has six stages? It's so easy to get frustrated when we jump ahead on the path and do things out of order. So, want to find out your writing path stage? Hope Writers has created a short, fun quiz you could take right now. You'll even get a tip or two for taking your next step. To get the quiz, just go to hopewriters.com slash quiz. Hi, I'm Gary Moreland, one of the co-founders of Hope Writers. We all know writing is a solitary activity. It's not a team sport. You don't do it with someone alongside, right? But the writing life shouldn't be solitary. We need each other. We need help. So Hope Writers is a writing community. And when we want to publish a book, we need help. Uh, For traditional publishing with a publisher, we need a publisher, obviously, to publish the book. To get a publisher, we also need help. We don't uh, just send our book off to the publisher and say, hey, are you interested in this? Publishers don't have time to look at a zillion books they've never heard of. But they do have time to talk to someone they trust who is recommending a book and recommending an author to them. That person that they trust is an agent. Rochelle Gardner is one of them. She's worked with hundreds of fiction and nonfiction authors for 25 years. She's known for being super generous and for loving to help writers. And you can find her help at RochelleGardner.com. In this episode, we jump into a Tuesday teacher interview she did for Hope Writer members. It's so good. 
You're going to get it in two parts. The next episode will be how to find an agent. This episode, do you need an agent? Here's Hope Writer co-founder Emily P. Freeman with Rochelle Gardner. So when we think about um, literary agents, just in general, I know a lot of writers, like when I first started, I didn't even know the writers needed an agent. I just thought that was for movie stars, you know? So (laughs) that was sort of a new thing for me to learn. Um, So I'm just wondering if you could answer a couple of questions for just people who are sort of just learning like, oh, you need an agent. What is this? Mm -hmm. So I wonder if you would do that by telling us, um, I have sort of two questions about that. One is, um, how would you finish the sentence? I like to do finished sentences. <laughs> every agent, every literary agent, what? Because I know some agents do some things and some agents do other things, but, but mm-hmm. every literary agent pretty much does what? Is an advocate for the author. Can you tell us like what that means in general, mm-hmm. sort of in general terms? So um, there's, you know, Susie Author, one little person. And giant publishing company, right? Right. Um, and Susie Author doesn't know anything about how publishing works. So you, when you get an agent, you get a partner who's on your side. Actually, most agents have worked inside publishing companies, and as you mentioned at the at the top, I have worked into. And um, and so we know how publishing works, and we know the whole publishing process from beginning to end and how it works. And we also understand the publisher's point of view on everything because, you know, unlike customers, the author is not always right, um, but we're still the author's advocate. So you have a partner in that, in the whole process of finding a publisher working with the publisher. Um, and then after, after like one book, it's the whole building your career, figuring out what's next, um, making sure you make the right choice for what is your next book going to be and that we make the right choices about do we stay with this publisher or do we shop for other publishers? I mean, there's just all kinds of choices in there. So it's a long-term relationship. Um, on the front end, most people are thinking about the first thing that they want an agent to do is sell their book to a publisher. Um, but that's not always the case because sometimes authors come to us with a publishing offer in hand. And so then they ask, well, then what can what kind of value can an agent add? And that's all the other stuff that I'm talking about. So sure, you might have an offer, but then your agent will take that offer and know what to do with it. And then, um, of course, uh, publishing contracts these days are 22, 25 pages long of legalese. And we, we know what all of that means. And we read every word of it. And we negotiate the points to make sure that we're getting you the best um, and most fair deal from a publisher. And then all through the whole publishing process, as you know, Emily, there's all kinds of things that come up. Maybe you might be having a problem with your editor, or you made it an extension on your deadline, or maybe you hate the new title that they came up for your came up with for your book and you need a partner in that. So instead of having to go to your publisher, you go to your agent and then either the agent can handle it directly um, so that you don't have to, you know, kind of worry about those kinds of conversations with your publisher or the author and the agent together will decide how are we going to handle this. Um, You know, the publisher sends cover designs and we're looking at them going, and eh, we don't really like these. So author and agent will talk and decide what our response is going to be. And then we will, we will write the publisher back and we will get a conversation going so that we can eventually end up with a cover that we all love. So it's very much an um, advocacy role. And your advocate is someone who understands the whole process so that you're not just all alone there, you know, with the 
the publisher not knowing what's you're with you not know, knowing what's going on. That's so helpful. I love that overview. And I'm actually curious based on what you said, is it fairly often for you? Cause, cause we actually get, I get this question a lot of authors who are sort of, they, they had a proposal, they pitched it directly to an editor at a conference or something. The editor loves it, makes them an offer. How mm-hmm. often do you come in at that point? Cause I know a lot of authors don't know the etiquette or don't know if it's okay. Mm-hmm. Like I've already got an offer. Is it okay to bring an agent in at right. this point? Yeah. Can you speak to that? Well, it doesn't happen very often because a lot of the publishers will, if they really, really like it, they'll say, I really, really like it, but you need to get an agent. And so they actually, a lot of the publishers are not able to make an offer unless there's already an agent involved. So Hmm. there are certain publishers who will make an offer. And then at that point, the author needs to decide, do I want to bring an agent in at this point just so that I can begin to have that long-term partnership with someone who's on my side and can help me build my career from the ground up? Or since I have an offer, do I just want to go and work directly with the publisher because, you know, this editor was great and really nice and I think she'll be easy to work with. And, and so they're comfortable with that. So if a writer comes to me and says, I have an offer and I want to know if you'll represent me, the first thing I ask them is, have you decided if you definitely want an agent. I mean, that's something that you have to decide regardless of the fact that you have an an offer on the table or not. So it doesn't happen a lot, but it does happen sometimes. That's very helpful because I do think that's some for for lots of writers, that's a question that they don't, Mm -hmm. it's hard to Google that one, you know? And we're not, and it's not like you're going to shock us with that question. I mean, it does happen, Sure, but um, it just doesn't happen a lot. Are there some things, I mean, and when I've talked around to different literary agents, I find this to be true. And I wonder sort of what your take is on it, is that different agents sort of have different things they focus on. So I think a lot of first-time writers think like, oh, an agent does A, B, C, D, E, F, G. And mm-hmm. you actually, when you talk around to different literary agents, you realize, well, actually this one does A, C, and F, and this one does right. D. You know, usually they help, they help you get a contract. Every agent mm-hmm. can right. do that and is your advocate. But on the other side of it, there's some that have strengths in different areas. So how mm-hmm. would you, what's your perspective on that? Well, our agency at Books and Such, we, we really do focus on um, being very involved with the work itself. And so we, we don't just take the, the proposal that the writer sends us and, you know, slap our name on it and send it out. We make very careful decisions in the first place about who we would like to take on. And then once we've decided to represent that person, you know, then we have conversations with the author and we say, okay, so here's what I'm thinking about your proposal. I mean, obviously I I wanted to represent you, so I love what you're doing, but um, let's have some conversations about how this can best sell to a publisher and how this can best set you up for a long-term writing career, all of that stuff. So uh, we're very involved with the work itself, and um, we will make sure that that proposal and those sample chapters are the best they can be before we send them out. And we are also, we, we stay pretty, pretty involved with the writers just all the way through the process. And some agents are are just some are more and some are less hands on. So some agents, once the contract is signed, they're kind of just like, okay, you're you know you're good, go write your book and um, don't bother me. <laughs> but um, we are uh, we're pretty hands on and we're very we're just the advocate the whole way. And I think most agents would say that they are, but some some are more or less. Um, 
You know, I've had some authors who have said to me things like, well, I wanted to, I wanted you to represent me because I wanted an agent who would go with me when I got a book deal, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> and, um, you know, and maybe another agent would serve them just as well, but might not be that person who would do that. So a lot of it, um, I think it's, it's really important to find a person that you feel like you connect with, like, you know, you have a good conversation with and you feel like, okay, I think we can, we can get along and we're a good fit um, personality wise. So that's pretty important. It's such a great point because um, in fact, on one of our Hope Writer podcast episodes, we talked about um, the importance of knowing what it is you're actually wanting. Like, it sounds like that person maybe was wanting a prayer partner, <laughs> you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. like <laughs> just find someone at your church who can go eat with you, you know? Right, right. Um, and sometimes you need an editor, not an agent yet. You're not ready for that yet. Or other times mm-hmm. you do need a literary agent or you need, you know, there's so many other roles that sometimes it's important to sort of differentiate between all of those. Is there anything before um, I sort of I want to ask sort of how a new writer, a potential author can know when they're ready to sort of seek representation. But before I ask that question, I just want to know if you have any red flags that newbies should look out for when they are looking for an agent. Is there anything that you're like, oh, if an agent does or says this, then that's that's not best practice and just sort of be aware. Right. So this is why I actually, I keep my agenting and my coaching very separate from one another because if you're talking to an agent who says they have reading fees, so um, yeah, I'll represent you, but I'm going to charge you $500 to read your manuscript. That's not among best practices. Any agent who is going to charge you separately for different services that they're doing, anything over and above their commission on sales, that would be something to look very closely at and question. And that's why my agenting and my coaching is very separate. They're not, they're not connected at all. And, you know, all of my age, all of the people that I represent as an agent, they get all the coaching they want for free, right? Right. You right. know, so I'm not going to be like, yeah, I'll be your agent. But if you want to talk to me, you know, I'm going to have to charge you <laughs> fee. Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not doing that. So if I were doing that, that would be a huge red flag. Um, my clients get full access to me. And so office fees, reading fees, anything like that, or they're a huge red flag. And one of the reasons you, you got to be really paying attention to that is because, um, there are some charlatans out there who, do not submit projects to publishers at all. Oh, wow. They make their entire money by charging authors to, you know, I'll be your agent, but you'll have to pay me. And the author doesn't actually know that those people actually never send anything out to a publisher because they make their entire living from authors. A real agent only makes money from commissions. I don't make money unless the author makes money. That's kind of one of the things to look for. You don't pay the agent. The agent gets paid from getting you a book deal after the book deal. That help? Hey, we're not done. Next episode, how do you find an agent? More help from Rochelle Gardner. Rochelle has lots more help for you, too, online, and she's a book coach. You can find her at RochelleGardner.com. And if this episode was helpful to you, just imagine how helpful the entire hour-long interview would be. 
Every week inside Hope Riders membership, there's a new hour-long Tuesday teacher episode, and they all end up archived inside the Hope Rider member library for members to watch anytime. And by the way, Hope Riders is not just for someone who wants to write a book. Hope Riders is here to help you get your words out to a reader who, wherever they are, could be a book or a blog or articles, or maybe you like writing on Instagram and Facebook. If you want to be serious about your words and your reader, we're here for you. And depending on when you're listening to this, Hope Writers may or may not be open for new members right now. We're only open three times a year. If you're listening when this episode releases in mid-September, well, Hope Writers opens again to new members October 1st, but only for four days. After that, we won't open again until next year. You can get on the wait list now at HopeWriters.com. Okay? For writing tips and encouragement every day... We'd love to connect with you on our public Facebook page at Hope Writers Community and on Instagram at Hope Writers. And here are some final words of hope from writer Ernest Hemingway. We are all apprentices in a craft where no one ever becomes a master. Thanks for listening. 